take your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1, please. And I thank the Lord for the opportunity to be here. And I'm glad the Lord is still passing by. You may be here this morning lost without Christ. And uh, may I say to you that he'll come by your way and, tr- and you trust him, he'll save you. And uh, he'll give you eternal life. I'll never get over the day, 14 years of age. On a Wednesday night, I was in Townsend, Tennessee on a youth retreat. Brother Martin took his Bible and showed me I was a sinner on my way to hell that Christ died for me and rose again the third day. And if I trusted him, he'd take me to heaven when I die. And I praise the Lord for that. I thank God for that good day that he saved my soul. First Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 23 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as a flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If we get saved, if we're going to be saved, it's going to be because we heard the word of God. We're not born of corruptible seed, as the Bible says here, but of incorruptible, by the word of God. Uh, I was talking to my son here a few weeks ago about knowing I'm saved, knowing you're saved, knowing you're going to heaven. And I told him, I said, son, I know I'm saved, not because I feel saved. I'm glad I, feel, I can feel saved, though, amen, sometimes. Uh, how many of you ever felt saved? You ever felt saved? All right. How many of you never, how many of you have, uh, there's days where you didn't feel saved. You ever felt like that? But aren't you glad for the word of God that tells you you are saved? Uh, I'm not saved because I feel saved. I'm not saved because of what I do or what I've done, but I'm saved by the word of God, what the Bible says to be saved. And uh, again, I said a moment ago, Brother Martin took his Bible. I'm glad he didn't take an opinion book. He didn't take a, uh, some ideas and give me some, some suggestions, but he took the word of God. He took a King James Bible and showed me some things and how to be saved. And I praise the Lord for that. I'm thankful that he showed me that I was saved by the word of God. And if you're saved here, you're saved because the word of God tells you you're saved and, and you're, you got saved the way the word of God tells you to get saved. First of all, we're all sinners. If you're gonna get saved, you gotta recognize you're a sinner. You know why we know we're sinners? Because the Bible says we're sinners. The Bible says in Romans chapter number three and verse 23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 and verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 20, for there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. The Bible says in Romans 5, 12, wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and death passed upon all for all have sinned. The Bible says in Romans 5 and verse 19 that for as by one man disobedience many were made sinners. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3, preacher mentioned a moment ago that we were by nature the children of wrath. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3 and verse 10, it says that as it is written, there is none righteous, no not one. Verse 11 says there is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Verse 12 says there's all gone out of the way. They're together become unprofitable for there's none that doeth good. 
No, not one. We're all sinners. How do we know we're sinners? It's not because of our acts that we do. It's not our deeds that make us sinners. The Bible tells us we're sinners by the very nature, by the very fact that we were born in sin. All have sinned, the Bible says. And because of our sin, the Bible says it's a payment on sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin in Romans 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. James 1.15 said, in lust and conceit, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. The Bible says in Romans 5.12 again, that death by sin and death passeth upon all, for all have sinned. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14 that the death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 21 and verse eight, he gives a list of all those that will go into the lake of fire, that second death. He talks about the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. You and I are sinners because the Bible says we're sinners. You and I are going to hell as, as sinners. You and I were lost without Christ on our way to a devil's hell, not because some man thought so, but because the Bible said so. We know the payment of sin is what the Bible says it is. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, not Bible reading, not turning over a new leaf, not joining church. One man used to say when I was growing up, he talked about baptism. He had a brother in, in the church of Christ and they'd argue all the time about being saved and being baptized. He said, look, you could be baptized in every creek and pond in town, to you know every tadpole by name and still die and go to hell. Because it's not baptism that saves you. It's not, not good works that saves you. You see, the wages of sin is death. The soul that sinneth shall die. Who said that? The Bible says that. You're saved not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. And we're sinners and on our way to hell. But thank God that Christ paid our sin debt for us. According to the word of God, Paul writes 1 Corinthians 15, he said, first of all, I deliver unto you how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 53 and verse four, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten, and inflicted of God. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes ye are healed. The Bible says in Romans 5, 8, but God commended this love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John chapter number three and verse 16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10, by the which you are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But I like verse number 12 where it says, but this man, this man speaking of the Lord Jesus, this man, the sinless one, this man, the one that left heaven's glory to came to earth, this man that was the king of all glory became a, a, a baby in Bethlehem's manger, this one who created all the world put on himself the robe of flesh. This man, the Bible said, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus Christ 
paid the sin debt for you and I. We're sinners today because, not because of what we think, but because the Bible says we're sinners. We know the payment of sin is death and hell, not because of what somebody thought, but because the Bible says it is. We know Jesus Christ paid that payment because the Bible says he did. And on and on we could go with the fact that Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins. And I thank God for it. I'm glad he who knew no sin became sin for us. I'm glad that he was, he was robed in human flesh and died on the cross for our sins. If we by faith will accept Christ's payment and will be saved, we'll be saved according to the word of God. Amen. By faith are you saved, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast, yes. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. The Bible tells us Romans 10, 9 and 10. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For of the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Acts 4.12 tells us neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name under heaven get among men whereby we must be saved. John 6.37, and all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will no wise cast him out. He said in John, uh, 1 John 5.13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. You're here this morning and you come to this church and you sit. I have a concern for our young folks here, some of them, that still don't know they're saved. And I wonder, maybe somebody else is here, you don't know you're saved. Can I, can I plead to you this morning and remind you this morning that God wants you to be saved. He did everything he could to save you. He sent his own son to die for you. He said, no, all that will come to me, I will no wise cast him out. If you sit here this morning and think, I cannot be saved, you're fooling yourself. Because the Bible says he's not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. But as long suffering to us, we're not willing that any, not willing that any, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. For whosoever, Romans 10, 13 tells us, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul said in 1 Timothy 1, 15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world for one reason, he said, to save sinners of whom I am chief. And I'm telling you this morning, you think you cannot be saved or you won't be saved. I'm telling you, you can be saved. According to the word of God, you can come and trust the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Whosoever will shall come out and no wise cast him out. He that believeth, John 3, 36 said, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. John 6, 40, and this is the will that he that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. John 6, 47, verily, verily, I say unto you, uh, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. God has promised to us eternal salvation. God has promised to us, to all that will come unto me, I will no wise cast him out. I'm thankful this morning for the day that I trusted Christ. I'm thankful this morning that as I sat on a Wednesday night worried about my soul, 14 years of age, on my way to hell, I'd been raised in church my whole life. I'm talking about my whole life, not some of my life, my whole life. My daddy was saved years before I was even born. 
My daddy was a drunkard. My daddy got in a car one day with a can of beer in his hand. And his first wife who went on to heaven before he met my mom, got in the car with him and said, if you don't do something about your ways, we'll never have anything. And he sat there convicted about drinking all that alcohol and doing all that sinful living. And my dad went to a man, W.C. Pence, there in Lafayette, Georgia. W.C. Pence led my dad to Christ and my dad changed his life. Or God changed his life, let me say it that way. My dad adopted a song, Thanks to Calvary, I'm Not the Man I Used to Be. And I tell you, he sang that song. My dad, he's like me, he can't sing a lick. I mean, he, he can't sing anything as far as on tune. But he'd stand up with boldness and sing thanks to Calvary. I'm not the man I used to be, thanks to Calvary. Things are different than before. I never knew my dad with a beer in his hand. I never knew my dad as a drunkard. I never knew my dad cussing and, and those things. He got saved. I changed his life and he took his family to church and I was what I was raised under, the preaching of the gospel. And I was 14 years of age before I came to realize I was a sinner on my way to hell that Christ died for me and I had to trust him as Savior. And I remember that night on a Wednesday night sitting there thinking I'm lost and on my way to hell. And he said, if you're here, lost, raise your hand. I, I raised my hand. I had enough sense about me. I wanted the preacher to at least pray for me. That's right. Boy, today you can't even get that out of folks. Today you can't even get people sensible enough about their soul just to slip their hand up and say, pray for me. I'll tell you, you'll die and go to hell with that pride. Oh, God, help us to realize that we're sinners because the Bible says we're sinners. And I remember that night, 14 years of age, I said, no more. No more. I'm not going to live like this any longer. I'm not going to go to bed every night crying myself to sleep any longer. I'm not going to go to bed every night worried if I, if I were to die, hell would lick my body. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to hell for anybody or any reason. And I stood up out of my place the only lost person in that building, as far as I know. I stood up at my feet and walked forward. And I knelt forward there and again I say to you, Brother Bud Martin took his Bible. Thank God he took his Bible. Thank God he took his Bible. He took the Bible and showed me what I told you this morning. Showed me I was a sinner. Do you see yourself as a sinner this morning? Can you see yourself lost without Christ? Do you not recognize the fact that you cannot save yourself? Do you recognize the fact that you cannot be good enough and now will you ever be good enough to go to heaven on your own? Because the Bible says you're a sinner. If you can ever grasp that thought, if you can ever get a hold of that realization that I'm a sinner, that I cannot save myself, nothing good in me, all my righteousnesses, as the Bible says, are as filthy rags. In the sight of God. I mean, you stand as a lost person and you sing for God. The Bible says it's unrighteous. It's filthy rags. If you stand as a lost person, you pass out a gospel tract. God says it's unrighteous. It's filthy rags. You come as a lost person into the church and you say, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to hear the preaching and the singing. God says it's unrighteous. It's filthy rags. You say, I'm going to read my Bible. And you're lost without Christ? 
The Bible says you're reading of the Bible. It says that righteousness, it's, it's filthy rags in the sight of God. You say, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obey my parents. And well, you should. So God will be pleased with me. You as a lost person obeying your parents thinking that that's gonna give you favor with God. God says, no, it's filthy rags. The Bible says the plowing, the very plowing of the wicked is sin. I mean, here's a guy that wants to get up, go out and feed his family. He gets a plow and he plows it into the ground. As a wicked man, God says it's sin. It's sin. Nothing a lost person can do. Nothing a lost person can do that is not sin. Everything they do, you say, well, their drunkenness, that's obvious sin. That, that, uh, drinking and, and, and gambling and smoking and, and, and fornicating, all that, that's obvious sin. Yes, that is sin. But even coming to church to an unsaved person, God says it's unrighteous. It's filthy rags in my sight. You see, because we're all sinners. All of us are sinners. Because of our sin, we cannot save ourselves. But yet God paid this in debt for us. Oh, thank God. I'm all, I, I've already went over it, so I'll not do it again. But I tell you this morning, God has done everything he could to save you. He's done it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin have left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Oh, I tell you this morning, Christ did everything he could to save you. And he offers to you this morning. He offers to you this morning. He said, whosoever will. Whosoever will can come. You can come. You can come. And he'll give you salvation. It's realizing, I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I deserve to go to hell. But yet Christ died for me. He paid my sin debt. He died for me. Romans tells us, for us, how that Christ died for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. I'm telling you, Christ paid your sin debt. All of it's paid away. All you have to do is accept it by faith. Trust him. Trust him. When I got saved, I was already going to church and I was already memorizing scripture and I was already in Sunday school. I was already living in, in a Christian home. But when I got saved, it was a repenting of all, it was changing my mind about all that getting me to heaven. None of that's going to save me. I had to change my mind about all that. Say, so nothing else is going to save me. Just Jesus. Just Him. And I turned from all that unbelief and all that stuff I was holding to and I turned to Christ Amen. and he gave me eternal life and he'll give it to you this morning he'll give it to you this morning I know this is anniversary Sunday homecoming Sunday but I still love to tell the story listen those who know it best they seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest thank God for the gospel Thank God for the word of God that gives us the gospel. You heard the word of God this morning. That was not my opinion. I share with you exactly what God said. If you can trust him and you can believe the Bible is true, he'll give you eternal life. He'll save you today. 
And what a day to be saved than today. Matter of fact, today's the only day you can be saved. You're not promised tomorrow. The Bible says, Behold, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. It says, Today. He said, Come now. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Today. Today's all you got. What are you waiting on? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, we stand to our feet.